Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Hey, this is Fred from Cowboy Mouth, and you're listening to Tina and Jeff on Floors Truly. Good evening, beautiful people, and happy Tuesday. This is Tina and Jeff with this week's episode of Floors Truly. Hello, hello again, Jeff. How are you? Wait, it's, it's Tuesday already? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't keep up anymore. I hear you. I have not stopped. This is the first time I've sat down for 10 or 15 minutes with absolutely like nothing to focus on except for what's in front of me. Oh, I know. <laughs> in Love days. That. It is I tell you what, as much as I think now that everybody's gotten used to working from home and things like that, you know, your projects are already cut out for you. Whatever your situation is, I think now everybody's just kind of full at it, full force, where it feels like you don't have any free time anymore. Where last year we were like, I just wish I had something to do. We're in the opposite (laughs) now, you know. I know it's go, 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 go. I had right. such a crazy busy weekend, but I'm not complaining. I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, Dan and I went to Ponchatoula on Friday and Saturday. Uh, just adorable little town. If you've never been there, it's just uh, the so much charm. We went and ate at this great restaurant, Ruin Brew, uh, not once, but twice. We went to some antique stores. We went to the farmer's market where I got an absolutely delicious king cake, which was totally unexpected because I was all prepared to review the Trisleches king cake for y'all this week. But uh, I wound up getting another king cake because, you know, when in Rome. Right, right. <laughs> so what I actually had, whatever you're doing. I had two king cakes <laughs> um, over the past week. So, and, uh, and, and it just, it was absolutely delicious. I love farmer's markets. I love those little quaint places where you can get special sauces and dressings that they make and of course as as we were literally getting to check out they were bringing out fresh king cakes still hot they bake them daily a couple of times a day so of course i had to pick one up absolutely incredible uh just uh, totally totally loved it it's um the berries farmer market in ponchatoula go check them out if you're ever out that way wait, they've wait, got wait, fresh wait. produce say that slow down and say that again where it's did the, you get the king cake berry market berry it's the farmer's market is that okay berry berry's farmer's market that's a you are going right over that real fast (laughs) i needed to make sure i knew where that was tina yes they actually have two locations uh there's one in ponchatoula and then there's one and there's one in hammond and like i said i had never been before so it's it was really cute they had so much stuff dressing sauce Oh, ramelade sauce, king cakes. Uh, I mean, any any kind of produce you could possibly want. Meat pies. I had all I could do not to like go oh. and fill up a, an ice chest with oh. fresh boudin, meat pies. And then, of course, you know, your, your staple. They had some cheeses and stuff in there. They do gift baskets. Just adorable little place. Like I said, Ponchatoula, Hammond, king cake, though. You, you, wow. had me, you had me a king cake and meat pies. I think I could possibly live out the rest of my life just on those two things. 
Yeah. So good. So good. So of course that's where we were over the weekend. And then on Sunday, you know, it was football, they had the AFC and the NFC championship. So we fried fish. Of course we were watching that, uh, say I'm never going to watch it and always get glued to the television and St. Twitter of course was blowing up. <laughs> Can always oh. re- rely on you guys to have, uh, <laughs> well, <comments. laughs> you know, and of course there's been, no, no lack of news out of the uh, out of the Saints facility this week, and and from sources even outside of the Saints facility, who've had lots to say apparently. But even with all that said, I thought that Championship Weekend was actually really entertaining. I thought we got two really good games. I thought we had two interesting storylines. I thought we had two games that were still good to watch. We saw a lot of action. And, uh, and we ended up with Tampa being the first home team to host the Super Bowl, which yes. uh, is heartbreaking. But, you know, I got to say uh, they earned it. They went through a gauntlet to get it. And go figure that uh, they go through the entire playoffs and the only home game they get is the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Brady threw three interceptions three. and still won the game. That's right. That's right. So, so was- now, now, now this is officially, I guess you can call saints off season. We are still sitting, waiting on Drew Brees' decision. Will he, or won't he return? There has uh, been talk of other quarterbacks wanting to leave teams Deshaun Watson there. Uh, it, it became official that Matthew Stafford no longer wants to be with the lions. So where is he going to wind up? You know, coaches have left. Some of our front office staff ha- has left. Um, Pete Carmichael, who's been with the team for years, is is no longer with us. He went with the char- is now with the Chargers. So the the Saints are going to completely look like a different team. I mean, we talked about this last week, but the main question right now is, you know, where where are we at with quarterback? So Saints Twitter, y'all have been on fire, just absolutely crazy with some of the ideas, trade rumors, or just just all over the place right now on, on what to do. And I, I love, I guess, entertaining some of their ideas because, you know, uh, Mickey Loomis is a great GM, but (laughs) if, uh, if half the fans knew it, he knew (laughs) this team would look very different. It would be very different and you have to put it to them. And look, the saints have so many considerations, especially with the salary cap situation they're in, but look, I'm perfectly fine. If not a whole lot changes, and Jameis Winston is a quarterback next year. And we just, we roll on. Is it going to be the, does that mean that we're, we're, we're a juggernaut again? No, but we weren't the juggernaut that we should have been the last couple of years anyway. So, and as an, and as know. an old school fan, I mean, I remember the days of, of season tickets, just, I mean, literally you could go the day of a game and, and pick anywhere you want to sit. I remember the days of getting tickets on eBay, which oh, eBay, what is that? <laughs> but, right. but the days of going online and buying pre my first saints game was against the Dallas Cowboys. I bought 30 yard line saints sideline tickets for like 20 bucks on eBay. So, and, and this was in December, this wasn't like a preseason game. So I mean, we, we've had rough years as Saints fans prior, and I'm not talking seven and nine season that a lot of our newer fans know. I'm talking like the late 80s, early 90s, when the Saints didn't have that beautiful facility on Airline Drive, when they used to practice over off of uh, David Drive in West Metairie 
by Mike Miley, my friend's dad worked for the team. There was no viewing stand. There was no lines to get into training camp. You, you, if you went out there, you get a seat. There's a little set of bleachers, like the, like the old high school. Remember like years ago before, of course, you know, Bonneville, EJ, all those schools had those beautiful stadiums built, but back like early, early on in the eighties and nineties, they had like a couple of set of those metal hard bleachers. That's what the saints used to practice on a, on a yucky field right behind Mike Molly's baseball field and if it rained I mean it was sloppy they had a set of bleachers out there you could go out there and sit and watch the team if you went out there which when I tell you literally there was a handful of fans I'm not exaggerating there was a handful of fans and most of it was family members so we remember the rough days it's I mean, like it's the just, movie what was the uh what was the movie where the prisoners uh played football what the was, longest yard the longest yard it was like the longest yard out very there. much Legitimately. so very much yeah. so especially so, when yeah. you look at the current uh, digs that the saints work out in and yeah, of course i remember the old joke my uncle told me when i was a little kid he goes yeah i went to went to schwagman's today i put two tickets on a windshield i had i had four when i came back <laughs> So, yeah. So, Saints fans, look, no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. I mean, this is a different franchise than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. I mean, we have we have a phenomenal owner. Mickey Loomis has done wonders. Even though, yeah, everybody says we're in cap hell, we've heard that before. So, I don't really worry about this team like I used two years ago because now players actually want to come here. They want to be drafted by the Saints. They want to be signed when they're a free agent by the Saints. Whereas years ago, you couldn't say that. So no matter who's our quarterback, I know we're going to be fine. Of course, like you said, we're not going to be the juggernaut. There may be a year or two of adjustment, whether it be Matthew Stafford, whether it be even now there's talk Aaron Rodgers may not be in Green Bay. Could he be in contention to come here? Will it be Jameis? Will it be Taysom? Will it be Deshaun? Will it be somebody we draft? Who knows what's going to happen? Could Tom Brady win the Super Bowl in Tampa and go, now I want to go to New Orleans since <laughs> I couldn't go there last year, right? Hush your mouth. <laughs> Hey, I'll take that but over any, the last two names you mentioned, team. But true, but the truth is anything can happen. And of course, we will be here for it. But uh, you know, Saints Twitter, I love y'all. Y'all are on fire. You make my day a lot of times. But uh, let me tell you, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine no matter what happens. How could you bring me anyway. down like this during carnival, Tina? Come on. <laughs> and speaking of carnival, wow, we have a lot going on here. Man, it just it never a dull moment in New Orleans, and I absolutely love it. I wouldn't want to live anywhere and, and else. And I tell you what, you cannot drive through any part of this town right now and not know it's Mardi Gras. And that is because there is decoration everywhere, literally everywhere. Yes, yes. We talked about it on the show, and I guess it came to fruition. Floats in the Oaks, which I know that was something that you really wanted to advocate for, yeah. that hoped it happened. And of course, it is now official. The uh, city park in the city of New Orleans announced that uh, we are going to have floats in the Oaks, which is going to be a drive-through parade. Some of our big crews and our super crews are going to have their floats showcased throughout City Park, and you'll be able to drive through. Depending on which day and time you go, ticket prices vary, but it's going to be a very fun, family, and safe event that you can do through you know the, the, uh, the, the privacy of your own vehicle. And I'm excited for that because we talked about this before. These artists work basically for a year on these floats, the design and the creation of the floats. And without having a parade this year, 
they just sit idle in Mardi Gras world out in, in New Orleans, but now they have a chance to be showcased for everybody. And I think it's awesome. I'm so excited for it. I'm putting something together very special for our listeners that's going to be able to let you get to see a little bit of it. Um, if you don't live here and you're not able to make the tour, or even if you live here and you can't make the tour, it's something I'm going to share on all our social media pages, but I'm super excited about it. I, I know you are Jeff too. Yeah. It's, well, you're not going to be able to see it if you don't buy your ticket soon, because tickets are selling out fast yes. for this thing. They put them on sale. And I think they said they had gone through of their initial allot- allotment, which was like 20,000 tickets. They go through 75% of that in the first like six hours they went on sale, which is amazing. But one of the cool things about this is, yeah, so you have it at night, just like we have celebration in the Oaks during the Christmas season. But on the weekends, they're going to have it kind of during the day, kind of starting at like noon, one o'clock. So you can get the earlier times, get the kids out there, have them go past the float, see, at least get some type of feel for it. I think it's a fantastic idea. I take, uh, since I mentioned it on the show last week and said it would be silly if they didn't do it, I will take some of the credit for it coming to reality. So you're welcome, everybody. I love it. I absolutely love it. And and I honestly think um, post-pandemic, when this is all over with, I think they should still kind of like do something similar, maybe with the past floats to give people a taste. Because I mean, we don't have parades every day. And you know, just, I mean, I, I know our listeners know, but you know that Carousel Gardens and City Park, I mean, it's a fun place to take your kids. A lot of birthday parties happen there and you can go out there, but I mean, it's a great area to bring your family out there. And they, like they said, they're going to serve king cake and cotton candy. There's going to, there's going to be able a chance for you to take pictures with your kids in front of a float. I think it's a great idea to possibly have something we can continue for Mardi Gras seasons after this. Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, City Park, does such a great job of um, trying to put these things together. You know, their, their, their budget has been decimated this year. Uh, the park was torn up a good bit by the hurricanes that came through the area this year. So City Park has really had their back against the wall. Celebration in the Oaks, going back to the drive through tour this year, was a massive success for them. And I think that's what's allowed them to go into this for Mardi Gras this year. I think we will see it become a more permanent attraction in some kind of way. I don't want it year round. Take that year round Mardi Gras stuff and shove it. But if you want to start on right, you know, right after, uh, you know, celebration in the Oaks closes after New Year's and you want to launch that next season where everything in the park is kind of, you know, revolves around the carnival traditions. I would love to see it. I think it's a great money maker for the park, which I absolutely do. I, I agree. It. And I think it'll bring people out there that normally wouldn't. I think it will bring families out there and that'll give extra revenue for the city. I mean, yeah. just for at least a couple of weeks, like for this year, it's February 4th through the 14th. And like Jeff just mentioned, a lot of the tickets have already started to sell out. So it's, it's only 10 days, but I mean, if, if they have enough time to prepare and, and, and get with the crews. Cause I mean, it's Rex, Zulu, Bacchus, uh, Argus. I mean, uh, even uh, Alla, you know, Morpheus, Iris, King Arthur, mid city Tux. A lot of these crews are all participating and it's great to see it happen. February 4th. That's a Thursday. That's going to be the first day that you can go. That is 
Oh my gosh, it's only like a week from, from yes. right now, isn't it? It's in right fact, around the corner, we're, literally. <laughs> we're like approaching, you know, this would be Little Rascals weekend coming up, wouldn't it? Yes. Oh my goodness. All right. So February 4th through Sunday, February 14th right now, that may get extended through Mardi Gras Day, depending on weather. On the weekdays, they go 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Weekends, they start at 1 p.m. and go to 10 p.m. You go to neworleanscitypark.com and you can buy your tickets there. You have to buy them in advance. You can't just show up and go in. Yes. And like I said, uh, if you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I will be putting a special little, I guess, project together that will feature some of the photographs and information with the links directly to that once it opens. So that way, if you're not in the, the GNO area and you want to still participate from the privacy of your own home, you'll be able to do that. I think it's a great thing. I'm going to try to get out there myself and take some photographs and, and be able to share it with y'all. Cause I just, I think it's such a fun event and we talked about this and I'm so glad they were able to do it. And like I said, if they're taking suggestions, look, floors truly thinks it should be something that should be year round. And I hope that they will. And I, and, and I, and I'm encouraged by it because like we said, a lot of things that we've talked about to be continued post pandemic has already started to take shape. So we'll see how this goes. If it's a success, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about this again. So for all of y'all listening again, uh, catch us on uh, line and I will be sharing that hopefully within the next couple of days I'm working on it. But another thing I want to talk about, which I'm super excited about, Jeff and I have been talking about this previously too, is the crew of house floats. Yes. Crew of house floats, uh, the crew of red beans, which we talked about um, that was helping the uh, frontline workers and feeding. um, And I'm sorry, not feed. They were feeding the frontline workers and they were hiring gig workers about what? six, seven months ago, we started talking about him kind of turned their, turned their attention. Yeah. Yeah, Turned their the time we were talking about what is going to happen if we're not done and of course that's where we ended up right so right here so we now are with a full-blown plan into, into yes so now what they've done is turn their attention to help our local artists of course as we mentioned before our mardi gras artists are employed and it's a year-round thing designing and building these floats so obviously without us having mardi gras parades this year they're basically out of work at this point so they came up with the crew of house floats, which is a is basically if you're a homeowner, you can participate. And they had a overwhelming response. And they've, you know, just it, it's absolutely incredible. I cannot wait to share the photographs with you. I'm in awe of some of these homes right now, looking at the pictures. The map has not officially been released yet because they're not done, but it was fifteen thousand dollars per house if you wanted to participate, which was paid mostly through donations. And these artists went out and they basically decorated the front of your home like a Mardi Gras flute. And some of the images that we've seen already through uh, social media accounts and NOLA.com, which is our local uh, news website, has just been absolutely phenomenal. I'm just in awe of the talent with these guys and I cannot wait to share it with y'all. It's so fun that we're not able to still have Mardi Gras, but we're still celebrating, which is what New Orleans does, right? what we do exactly what we do that's the whole point you know we find a way to have a celebration even if there isn't a reason to celebrate we try to find a way to suck that marrow right out of life as as much as we can and we're going to find a way to do it one way or another some of the stuff i have seen tina i drove down saint charles avenue 
yesterday. And, and we know that, especially at Christmas time, some of the bigger homes on St. Charles Avenue really go all out. Yes. I tell you, they have gone jet. I don't know where they store this stuff. These gigantic sculptures, uh, gigantic, you know, 10 foot tall jester. I don't know where they find a place to store dinosaurs and dinosaurs, (laughs) everything. It is amazing. Yes, it is. So tell me, did you, did you drive by the wedding cake house? I, I, did I drive by the wedding cake house? Or do you know what the wedding cake house is? I don't know what the wedding cake house is. You've got to know what the, okay. So there's a house on St. Charles Avenue. It's nicknamed the wedding cake house because of the beautiful scroll and architecture that's in the front of it. It's been nicknamed the wedding cake house. It's uptown and they are participating in the crew of house flutes and they've got a ginormous dinosaur with a huge Saint's hat in the front lawn. And uh, their house is just absolutely gorgeous to begin with. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you, Tina, and you know that I know a whole lot of things about this city. I have never heard that house called the Wedding Cake House, even though I'm very familiar with it. Can you believe that? Okay. Okay. Well, for all (laughs) y'all listening, I will share the story of the house because, I mean, everybody that that lives here drives by it. And that's what it's called is the Wedding Cake House. And Jeff, I'm a little disappointed in you, but the whole saying is you learn something new every day. So you learn something new today. (laughs) I, I know that house by a different name and I'll go into that a different day as well. So... But yes, it looks like it's something out of Jurassic Park. It is absolutely just hilarious. The house is, like I said, it's absolutely beautiful to begin with. But the fact that they've decorated for Mardi Gras, it's just so cool. So again, like I said, I'm putting together this little project. I will definitely share with y'all photographs from this house because it is so amazing. And if you live around the area or if even if you're an hour or two away or across the lake or you're in Lafayette or Baton Rouge, it's worth the drive once this map is released on the 1st of February. February to do the drive-by like Jeff mentioned if you just go uptown down St. Charles Avenue there's quite a few homes in that area that are participating in addition right. to the ones that are all you know off off the you know off that little uh two block area I mean but from Metairie to Kenner New Orleans you know across a uh, river and Algae uh, the the West Bank I mean there's there's homes participating everywhere everywhere I mean, you just, suburbs you, you can go do... to the North Shore everywhere this is a thing because this is what we do here we celebrate we are one big metropolitan city and you know we all do the same things you know but that two block area down uh, St. Charles Avenue, you'd, you'd see probably three or four homes. So I'm excited to share that with y'all. Cause like I said, it's just absolutely incredible. And again, if this weather would ever cooperate, I <laughs> so I feel like we're living in Seattle with all this uh, dreary, rainy weather. Your AC works overtime all summer. So be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filter today at filtry.com let's clear the air last couple of days uh, i plan on making a little trip out there and taking some photographs so i can share with y'all some of my personal thoughts as opposed to just you know the ones that are on the uh the news sites right now i tell you what i'm glad we're not having parades right now because it is downright hot right now i say that it's hot for january because it's like 80 degrees today mosquitoes are out at night what is that it's january and we have mosquitoes this is just bizarre weather for for the area right now i know look this is supposed to be the time where we're like 
absorbing the the cool weather to prepare for the craziness of summer. And this was an this was an early uh, portion of that. Today would have been great jazz fest weather, but not so great parade weather. You know what no, I mean? Like, no. so I, I have to say that I hope that picks up. But one way I didn't have to worry about the weather. You know, there is going to there's something I want to talk about a good bit coming up on the next show, and that is something that was designed a couple of years ago by a local a local team, and it's a board game. It's a board game all based on Mardi Gras, family-style board game. And I tell you what, I have spent some time with this thing. I think next week we're going to see if uh, we can get somebody to, to join us and talk a little bit more about it. Such a cool concept. If you check out our Facebook page uh, anytime you can find the link. We're going to post the link where you can go and order the game online. It's called Mardi Gras Madness. And it is a cool game that um, it's got cards and little pieces. And it basically is a competition of, of going to a parade, catching throws. It, it, it's a cool concept. And I look forward to, uh, to talking more about that next week. But for now, like I said, Go to our Facebook page, check us out on the Twitter. We'll post the link to where you can go and order this online. Again, the game is called Mardi Gras Madness. Really cool stuff. Can't wait to dive even more into that. Yeah, we celebrate everything around here, but especially Mardi Gras, it's so big. And I'm I'm excited for you and your family to get a chance to use that. And of course, you know, we'll review it on the show next week. And it's just another way, like I said, that we're celebrating, even though it's not normal, it's not what we normally do. It's still a lot of things going on here. And, and I'm and I'm grateful for living in such a, a thriving city that finds a way, no matter what, to still celebrate. And as y'all all know, because we talked about this last year, because Florida truly is almost a year old now as soon as carnival season ends what starts after that jeff well, one of your favorite Patrick's things to do. season you know? yes and then it's crawfish seen... season and then yeah it's, there you go it you said stop, it and then it's jazz fest season yeah, and then it you goes said it crawfish. crawfish which is already making it's already making its debut a little bit around it town, is you know? that's i was about to mention quite a few of our local restaurants are already selling boiled crawfish now of course you do pay a premium for them but yes yeah, some of our local seafood restaurants are, are are having them now and i'm telling you they said they expect them to have a really good season this year because our weather here our winter if you want to call it that wasn't typical compared to what people are getting up north right now <laughs> which right. is always good for crawfish so wow. we expect to have a really good crawfish season and i know jeff loves doing his crawfish boils yes. so of course yeah. you know once we get in the midst of, of crawfish season we'll definitely be sharing some great recipes with y'all but yes you can go check out bull crawfish yeah. right now craw the live crawfish are still a little bit high for me to get into yes. the game but uh, i think that by the time we get to super bowl sunday in a couple of weeks it'll be time to break out that first boil, I think, you know. Yes, indeed. Right and crawfish, crawfish etouffee, crawfish bread, crawfish pasta. I, I feel like uh, Forrest Gump in the but, movie <laughs> when he's Gump, talking right. to Bubba. Because <laughs> there's just so much you could do That's with it. But yeah, it's it never stops here. We really, you know, we've been really blessed with a, a mild winter here this year. And it's good. It, it, it affects 
everything. If it affects our produce crops, it affects our crawfish season. But of course, we don't want to be paying five to six dollars a pound in a couple no, of months like no, we are right no. now. But can't really complain about that because at, at least we can get them. At least you know, we, people get them. North. we have them plentiful. We have them all over the place. And at least we know how to cook them because there's a whole lot of people that just don't. No, no. So I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for that. And by and, the and way, that. Tina, you've kept us waiting long enough. Did you have the Tres Leches king cake? I did. Where's I did. the review? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <sighs> okay. So it was good. It was very sweet. And, and, and of course, because they take a sponge cake and it's, it's in the dipped in the, the three milks, it was a little too um, soggy, I guess, for me, a little, little too much, but it was good. It was just not your traditional king cake. And of course y'all know, I always talk about being a traditionalist. So yes, it was good. It was beautiful, but uh, I, I wouldn't put it in my top five. Wouldn't put it in your top five, but yeah. you enjoyed it. It wasn't. I uh, did. I enjoyed it. It was just different. I think it we've all just... had those king cakes where you you go, I, I don't enjoy this at all. I had a yeah. I had someone tell me yesterday there was a. I'm not going to name any names. There was a new king cake out this year that somebody was very excited to try out. She got it. They sliced it up, and everyone threw it out. I cannot oh, tell no. you. I cannot tell you who it is or what it is. We we have the solution to that. Bread. We we gave the solution last I, week. Bread I don't pudding. even think that it was bread pudding worthy to. Oh no! That we're reviewing it. Okay. But the trace lay chase. Yes, it is generally a cake that is very uh, wet. It's it's very, very moist. And it is going to be uh, basically sitting in a puddle as you eat it. But that's part of Tres Leches. Yes. And I really, I enjoy it. I have not done it with a king cake. I haven't tried the Tres Leches king cake yet. It's good. It's but good. I'm looking it's forward just, to it. But you good. have it's... to like that style of yes. pastry. You know, you yeah, have to yes. like that style of dessert. So. Yes. It's just, it's just very different. And I, like I said, I, I've said this before, I don't like filled king. I mean, I do, I eat them. Don't get me wrong, but they're not my first choice. If I'm going to go get a king cake, it's going to be a traditional king cake, which that's why I said I was raving on Berrytown produce because that king cake just, it was unexpected really, honestly, more yeah. than anything. I, you know, they came out with them. They were fresh. It was hot. I said, okay, let me get one to try it. And we, we, we really enjoyed it. So it, it was more surprising for me, first of all, because it's Ponchatoula, you know, it's a right. smaller town, but two, I mean, a, a, a fresh farmer's market. I didn't expect them to even have king cakes, much less be as good as it was, but it really was. So right now I am debating between two king cakes this week to review for y'all. I haven't decided which one it is. I will make a decision within the next day or two. And of course I'll share it with y'all on our Twitter page. Um, I've had everybody wanting to attack me for posting these king cakes and asking me where's theirs. And I, I feel so bad, but y'all, they all ship to you. So if you ever want to order one, please contact me and I will share the information in the bakery just or their website, how to get one because they will ship to you. It's not that ridiculous of a price considering it's a fresh baked pastry fresh baked cake and of course they have to ship it overnight or next day so it, it the pricing on to ship a king cake is like roughly what 50 to 60 dollars last time i checked which I, I really isn't can, that bad i think you can get a king cake shipped for you know basic right at about 35 bucks and then 50 or 60 if you want to get one of the 
the really bigger ones or, or, or fancier ones. Yeah, that's um, not bad. That's it's not, not bad, bad at all. At all. No, I, I've, I've talked about this previously. I don't I don't know if, if I have the season. I apologize. I don't think I did. But Mackenzie's, which is the old school traditional king cake with no icing. It's just this, the colored sugar on top. Chef John Fultz bought their recipe about three or four years ago. So you can go to his website and order the Mackenzie's king cake, the old school Mackenzie king cake. It's $16.95 for the king cake and then they charge for shipping which i've sent them to some of our family and friends outside of the uh, louisiana um that have moved you know from here that are from here and that's like their favorite they grew up eating the mckenzie's king cake so i mean it's i think it was roughly like 35 40 and look if you want to try king cake and you don't want to have to pay you know 40 or 50 bucks to ship one to you go on amazon.com and order order the Mom Paul's mm-hmm. Mardi Gras King Cake Mix. That is a mix that is made from a local family here. Yes. You can make it yourself and it comes out fantastic. And you can yes. even make your own fillings for it, everything else. That's Mom Paul's, M-A-M space P-A-P-A-U-L-S, Mom Paul's. The king cake mix, just get, or they have a whole bunch of mixes. They do it's all the less, different yeah, types it's of, less, you know, it's the gumbo. Than $10. Or, it's it's like eight good. bucks and it'll ship yep. to you if you got Amazon Prime, which I think and everybody does. I have shared order. and I've shared the recipe for the Uigui king cake, which is not exactly what we're used to, but it still gives you the taste of a king cake. It's Uigui king cake. It was published in the Tons Speaking Unit a couple of years ago. It's a great recipe. I've made it myself. A couple of my friends that have lived here and moved out of the area have made it. So I know firsthand that this is really good cake. It's just not your traditional style king cake. But again, you can make it at home. You can go to your local grocery store and get the ingredients. Like I said, if you're not, if you don't have access or you can't order, you know, the king cake kit. But uh, it's it's like I said, it's it's really good. I'll be happy to share those again. I'll probably be posting it within the next week or two. Uh, I'm just like I said, I'm so excited with all the stuff going on right now. You really just can't keep up. It's like every time you yeah. turn around, something's coming out with a Mardi Gras, and it's exciting because we expected a couple months ago to not have anything going on right now. So no, and we're and we're seeing things moving, and you know one of the one of the, the best things that I saw this week, and I was able to drive down. Uh, uh, Washington Avenue uh, the other day, and I saw that Commander's Palace had their house float up, which is all dedicated to Pete Fountain, who used to lead basically the club that started off Mardi Gras Day, Pete Fountain's uh, Half Fast Marching Club. Oh, yes. It's Half Fast with an F, Half Fast <laughs> Marching don't Club. Don't say it too fast. <laughs> that was, I don't say that too fast, but that was, uh, that was basically the the parade, them and the Jefferson City Buzzards would start the, the the parade schedule on Mardi Gras morning. And of course, we lost Pete Fountain. I guess it's been, what, two years ago now. And, uh, you know, we miss him. He was really such a staple in, in terms of our music, uh, our, 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 our Mardi Gras celebrations. But to see him really put into that beautiful light and Commander's Palace is one of those world-class restaurants. It's one of those places that people travel here from across the globe to go to. And it's great to see uh, that big paper mache image of him out front with all the angels all around. It was really great. I enjoyed that one 
so much. Uh, I'll try to get it. I'll try to see if I can get a picture of that. If not, uh, if I ever can go <laughs> and this weather clears up and take one myself, I'll share with y'all. Uh, Pete, Pete, Pete Fountain is dear to my heart because y'all, I've, I've talked about this before. My dad had a jazz band and he played trumpet and he actually knew Mr. Pete and, and he played with Pete sometimes. So yeah, I uh, whenever I think I just think of those days, you know, growing up and uh, I, I would love to hear it again. I didn't appreciate it then as a, as a child uh, being in my room and downstairs listening to my dad practice. But now, you know, looking back, it's, he was such an integral part of New Orleans and the culture and the music. And, and you just, there's names, Al Hurt, Pete Fountain, Louis, Louis Armstrong. You don't say those names and not think of New Orleans. Right. Right. I mean, even when you, you get to the Fats Dominoes that had huge national, like like Louis Armstrong with national careers, but you never forgot. Nobody, everybody knew what their roots were, and we've seen that continue on over the years with you know people like Trombone Shorty and the Marcellises and the Toussaints and everybody else's. This city has got so much unique music culture. It is tough Very to get rigid. away from. Yes. Maybe it's a whole reason why Jazz Fest started all those years ago yes. and then became what it is now. I mean, we have national acts from all over the country that that literally are like, you know, asking to play Jazz Fest. But initially, you know, back in the day when it first started, that's how that's how it all started. Right, right. Okay, for local, local musicians. The, I think that, you know, there's always that debate about jazz festers. They say there's always the people that go to see the big acts, but so much of the crowd, you know, there is nothing like being crammed into the jazz tent to see a particular artist that everybody, you know, it really enjoys or has been curious about or stumbling into the blues tent and coming into something that you've never seen before. Those are things that are great about it. And they come here for a reason because we know we have that music appreciation. We have that cultural connection to music. That's something that just doesn't exist in a lot of places. No, no. And that's one of the reasons why I love traveling to Nashville so much is because I feel like it is so similar to New Orleans. There are so many musicians that have grown up in that area. And honestly, a lot of them stay there and 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 have the opportunity to move on and, and can try, to, I guess, to make it big in other areas. But they just love the city so much. And that's their home. And that's where their roots are, that they want to just stay in the area. And I was like my dad, my dad loved playing local gigs. I mean, he, he had the opportunity to make a record and, and do things on a, on a larger national scale. But for him, it was the love of music. And he always told me that he said, as an artist, he's like, if you're talented, you have to love what you do. But if you rely on it, to make a living he's like then it becomes work and then you lose you know, your passion for it because you don't appreciate it as much as if you're not making you know you're not like making your bills so my dad like he had a full-time job but on the weekends and even during the weekend some nights when he was retired he he would play his gigs and and I always remember him telling me that you know like when, when I was growing up he said you know you got to love what you do no matter wh whether, you know, you work in school or you're, you know, you, you work here, you work there, but I mean, to, to really appreciate music as an artist, you don't want to always rely on it. And I guess for my dad, because he had played for so many years, you know, and it was a secondary job for him. He never had to rely on it to support his family. 
Whereas a lot, a lot of artists, and if you if you ever watch any of the reality shows through the years, American Idol, The Voice, they always say that. Like, how many times has an artist said, I, I you know, I had to give up music because I wasn't getting anywhere and I had a family to support. And that's right. sad because you should never have to give up your creativity. Right. No, I agree with you. That's part of what makes music so special is that ability to create something. Musical talent is something that I just didn't have. You know, mm -hmm. I tried. I tried on different instruments. I tried the trumpet. I tried the saxophone. I tried the drums. And I could play a little bit. I could play enough to get by um, maybe in a song or two. But I could never play well enough to really make it something that I could do even as a, as a legitimate hobby. But I still have a passion for music. I love it. I wish I could write it. Um, but I, I think that that's really something that when you look at Mardi Gras altogether and what makes it what it is, Tina, you know that everyone here, all of those uh, Al Johnson songs, anytime you hear the second line, it changes your mood. It changes your attitude. It's all that, all of that is what we celebrate when it comes to, to carnival. It's the old traditions. We've got traditions we're celebrating that are 200 years old. We've, yes. got, we've got the music. We've got the food. How much have we talked about king cake here? You know, how much do we, we love? And, and a lot of people may not admit it publicly, but yeah, we're going to go to Popeye's on, on Mardi Gras day and go get us a 12 piece and bring that <laughs> out to the parade route. Like those are the celebrations that really make it what it is. And there's one more Mardi Gras thing I wanted to mention. And I think we did put it up on the Facebook page, but the, the in slide L, the crew of Dionysus is doing a stationary parade uh, on their parade day. So even though they can't parade through the streets and do their normal thing, they are going to line up in a distanced formation, not quite all the same as it would be, a lot, a lot of the same elements, uh, just distanced a lot more and whatnot. And families will be able to ride through in their cars uh, to, to, to catch a glimpse of a parade in its formation. I think that's another fantastic I idea. I, I applaud them for doing that because slide really, really again, it. smaller town, about an hour outside of New Orleans, they don't have parades daily like we have here. I mean, they don't have parades. They don't have two or three parades on the weekends. They, they may have what one or two parades out there. So I applaud them for doing that. I really do. Because I know people that live out that way, they look forward to that. Like the North Shore, when they have their parade, people that live on the North Shore look forward to that parade. So I applaud that crew for doing that and finding a way to be able to celebrate, even though it's not the norm of what they usually do, they're, uh, they're giving the, their fans and their community a chance to still celebrate. So I yeah, like that. that. It's a great idea. And I think the more that people think about ways to, to do it, you know, we talked about what Bacchus is doing with the app, the virtual parade this year. We've talked about all these things, and I think they're great. Uh, everybody's trying to still find a way to celebrate, to do it in a way that's non-traditional, to do it in a way that doesn't risk any further exposure. And I think that all of those crews who do that deserve to be commended. And I can't wait to support all of you going forward. I really yes, and make sure that if you're not following us on Twitter, 
Facebook or Instagram to do so in the next couple of days, because I will be sharing with y'all some awesome articles and photographs from the crew of house floats and also some information about the uh, float in the Oaks. It's not open just yet. Once it is open in a week, I will be sharing with y'all some photos because we'll be going out there. But until then, definitely make sure that you're following us because I will be sharing that with y'all. I want to try to give y'all a taste of New Orleans as much as I can. And of course, if you ever have any questions or if you want to know about where you can get the king cake shipped to you, you just hit us up online. I am Tina at The Nola Girl, or you can catch us at floors underscore truly. And that's our official Twitter handle. And then I'm at the Nola girl on Instagram. And of course we have our new Facebook page for truly podcast, but you can check us out there. And Jeff, you can tell everybody where they can find you online. You can find me online at the Nola Rolla on Twitter. And of course, if you go over to the, the Fleur's truly Facebook page, you'll find me. I promise you, if you can't find me with that piece of information, I don't think you're looking that hard. <laughs> so I hope everybody has a wonderful week this week. Hit us up, ask us some questions, look for those pictures. I'll be sharing them with y'all soon and have a wonderful week. We will see you next week on Floors Truly. See you next week. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but so what happens? That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers, to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre-treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox Fabric Sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox.